pretty much every memory I have has something to do with the queen. It infiltrates every aspect of my life pretty much. But uh, when I was nine, we my grandparents lengthened the Isle Royal Queen 2 to the Isle Royal Queen 3. And the whole family went to Escanaba to the boatyard to christen the Isle Royal Queen 3. And they forgot, brought the bottle of champagne, but forgot to bring something to swing it at the boat with. So my stepmom, Marcia, had to take off her stockings. We put the champagne in the stockings. And then my grandfather, myself, and my two cousins that come after me uh, got to hold the bottle of champagne and swing it onto the bow and christen the Isle Royal Queen 3. And that's when I was nine. And I just feel like that's the first time I realized what a cool, special, different thing it was to be part of. Welcome to A Fresh Air Inspired Life. I'm your host, Amanda Wise, and today's guest actually made it out of the office to join me here in the studio. The Isle Royal line in Copper Harbor is in full swing, and if you've ever called the office or stopped in, you've probably spoken to her yourself. Please welcome Miranda Kilpala Davis. Hi, Miranda. Hi, Amanda. So, like I mentioned, your ferry service on the Iroh Queen 4 is currently in full swing. That means the boat runs six days a week with a rest on Wednesdays, correct? Correct. Would you explain why that Wednesday break is mandatory? Well, first and foremost, I want to sleep in. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Though that is nice. Uh our boat is, you know, she, we have to treat her with love. She needs maintenance. Big things, little things need to be fixed. And we're running every single day. There's just no time for rest, rest for the boat, things to, to get done. But we do, we have one more day off here in July. And then we have a month solid before our next day off. So it's crucial oh, to get wow. everything, you know, in tip-top shape before we, we go every day in August. Wow. I thought you got Wednesdays off in August too, but you don't. No, oh, we took okay. a couple off at the end of August this year. So Okay. Well, good for you. Yeah. Then you get to sleep in, but you probably can't sleep in anyway because you're used to getting up. Right. I wake up at 6 a.m. ready mm -hmm. to go and <laughs> like, but it is nice to not have to get out of bed. And sure. Well, good for you. Um, how would you say business has been so far this year? Are you pretty booked up? We have been very booked up. Yeah, it was, I think... Coming out of COVID, we've had some really busy years. Isle Royal was almost closed uh, in 2020, and we were at half capacity in 2021. So last year and this year have been uh, really busy. People wanted to get out there, reservations that they made years ago, and they're now just getting to use them, and they're very excited. Awesome. Uh, if someone has never been to Isle Royal, how do you describe it to them? I say that 
often I say it makes Copper Harbor look like the big city, which you've interviewed a lot of people from Copper Harbor, (laughs) and it is not a big city in any way. But compared to Isle Royale, it really is. It's a true wilderness experience. There's 99% wilderness on the island. Only in a couple of locations is there any infrastructure. Um, Most everywhere is just backcountry camping and pit toilets and no Wi-Fi, and it's great. It is. It is great. Um, And what do you tell people about the ferry ride across Lake Superior? Well, we tell people to be prepared for everything. Most of the summer is pretty calm. We take a lot of calm, nice, beautiful days, Mm -hmm. but you are crossing 55 miles of open water. Lake Superior is one of the roughest bodies of water in the world, so it can get kind of bouncy, and if you're not used to that, it can feel scary or be uncomfortable. So we want everyone to be prepared that can be bouncy, it can be cold, Mm -hmm. but it is beautiful no matter what uh, in the crossings and you're in good hands with us nice that's great I do I do like those crossings when you said the cold it made me think of how I love to be out on the bow even though it's cold but you're out there and you can kind of watch as the boat goes up and down so that helps at least me settle my stomach but you just got to bundle up and get out there and it's really magical when you can't see anything else around you when you're on a boat it really is it's hard to believe for a lot of people that it's a lake because it looks like an ocean if you're used to seeing a body of water like that you just can't believe it's actually an inland lake and it's amazing to to see how the lake changes every day and yeah it's just gorgeous awesome um, and if I'm not mistaken, the other ways to get to Isle Royal are the Voyager 2 out of Grand Portage, Minnesota, and the Ranger 3 out of Houghton, Michigan, and the Seaplane from Houghton. Um, do you know of any other commercial transportation to get there? There is no other concessions. We're a concession of the National Park, mm, okay. and there are no other concessions that can do that. It's actually not legal for wow. people to just bring somebody out there. Um, because we do work with the National Park and we fall under their regulation. There are some um, groups that take small fishing charters and that kind of thing that are kind of springing up. Those are pretty far, a few and far between, and they mostly from the Minnesota side because it's Mm -hmm. only 20 miles from there. For us, being closer to 60, it doesn't make a lot of sense for these small boats to go across. And go fishing. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow, cool. I didn't know that. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, and to the best of my knowledge, the Queen 4 is the fastest journey by boat, traversing in approximately three hours, depending on the seas, of course. Is that a good selling point for your ferry line, do you think? It has been. And when we got the Isle Royal Queen 4, it cut some time off from the Queen 3, so that was a big selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, You can get to the island faster, technically, on the Voyager out of Grand Portage, Minnesota. But if you want to go to Rock Harbor, which is the main port on the island, and that's where the lodge is, it's a lot longer uh, because they make several stops before they get to that point. So other than the seaplane, if you're going to the lodge especially, we're the quickest way to get there. Awesome. That's that's really cool. Uh, I've done a couple long-term trips on the island and those were some of my most amazing experiences of my life. I love going there because 
it gives me a chance to just be and kind of work on my survival skills and stuff. Um, I hope to do another kayak trip in the next couple years. What tips or advice do you have for someone who's going for a week or two? Well, a week or two is a really good amount of time to be mm-hmm. there. I mean, the average stay is about four days. Okay. But we take a lot of people who just go for the day and you're only there a couple of hours. It's still great, but you can't really get out as far and see as much stuff. My number one recommendation to people, though, especially if you haven't been there, is to spend some time by the water. Also go up on the Greenstone Ridge because mm. it's beautiful up there, too. But a lot of people want to hike the Greenstone Ridge because it's kind of the most notable trail on the island. It's the spine of the island, but it's probably not the most beautiful. And you're not by the water. <laughs> sure. Water is where Isle Royale really shines. All the There's over 400 islands around the main one. Mm-hmm. So if you have a canoe or a kayak, it's just a fantastic way to see it by the water. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, even if you are hiking the Greenstone Ridge to actually get to a a camping spot you have to go back down to the water is that correct correct yeah there's no actual camp sites up on the ridge so you have to like hike down to camp and then uh go back up and continue the trek and that's a that's a cool trek to do but we don't recommend it for people the first time Mm. for sure kind of see what it's all about in different ways not just on the ridge yeah cool thanks um thanks for bearing with me through all the FAQs, which you probably talk about those all day long on the phone. So let's switch gears. Can you tell us how your family got into this business? So as the story goes, um, my grandparents had family in the UP. They were living in Detroit area and they came up on vacation. I believe it was in maybe 1967, Mm. maybe 65, somewhere in that. And they went to Isle Royale and there was a note card on the boat in the window that said this rig is for sale and they had six children um, a baby well he actually he wasn't born until 1969 so I guess at the beginning of this he wasn't even alive Um, five children at that time my grandfather worked for Wayne State University in their debate department Mm. and they had built a new home in Detroit and everything but he just became obsessed with the idea He's always been an entrepreneur kind of a guy, and he became obsessed with wanting to own the boat. He didn't have a captain's license. He didn't know anything about it. And the way they tell it is he pretty much pestered the banks for a couple of years to give him (laughs) money, and they kind of said, if we give you the money, will you leave us alone? (laughs) (laughs) So they did. And in 1971, they had, by that time, uh, six kids. They sold their house, moved up here. Um, that, I think the first winter or two, they didn't live up here, but the family was here in the summertime. And then he ended up, the transitioned everybody up here in the early 70s. Wow. So did they take it, take it over from another company running trips out to Iroil, or did your grandpa start the first line to go to Iroil from here? So the first Isle Royale line from here was started by the Cowpie family oh, okay. um, in the 30s, I believe. Oh, okay. And then um, at, in the 60s, the Isle Royale Queen 2 was owned by Ward Grosnick. Mm. He was the one who was selling it. And ah. 
Yeah, him and they had a a captain who was working for Ward who kind of stuck around for a couple of years until my grandfather got his captain's license. And then very quickly after that, my uncle Don and my dad, Ben, they got their licenses and uh, some other family members too. Wow, cool. That is a good story. Um, That's awesome. So decades later... The Kilpola family still runs the ferry to Isle Royal. Wow. Family-wise, your dad and Uncle Bet or Uncle Uncle John are currently captains. And your cousins and brothers have been in and out too, right? Helping? Yes. Yeah. Uh, currently my dad and John own it. And okay. of all the cousins, I think there's only two of my cousins that haven't worked so wow. pretty much everybody uh has worked at some point some of them for many years and they've gone on to actually work in the maritime industry mm. and some of them worked for one summer and hated it oh. and so <laughs> at least they tried it's not for everybody yeah. but yeah pretty much everyone in the family and uh, back in the day in the 70s my aunts all worked and my grandmother and the whole family Wow, that really is a family affair. That's that's so awesome. And you mentioned your Uncle Don was one of the first people to get his captain license and help out on the boat. Can we talk about Uncle Donnie for a minute? Of course. Okay, so this is just, this is my point of view, but I got, I got something to say about Uncle Don. For anyone who doesn't know, Donnie Kilpola Jr. was... A captain on this boat for decades and he ran the kids games in the park for the 4th of July he started the tradition of putting up Christmas lights in the park for winters to brighten them up he also started festivities for Lake Superior Day which we recently celebrated um, some people called him the mayor because as an understatement he liked to talk <laughs> he's one of those people who didn't need a megaphone but he used it anyway he was amazing with kids, and they flocked to him. And in my opinion, he always asked the hardest and most genuine questions. I loved that about him. How has his physical absence changed the feel for your family? Well, one thing about my family is we use humor mm. for everything. Like, we just love to laugh. And Donnie was a huge part of that. And we miss him. I can still hear him opening his opening the door and shuffling around and <laughs> just everything. I can picture it clearly in my head. But our family, almost every single day, we still tell stories about him and Aww. laugh. And his presence is totally still there in a lot of different ways. Um, and it always will be. Awesome. That's That's so sweet. I bet he's smiling down still. And... He knows, I think he knows that people are going to do their best to carry on some of the legacies he's created. Um, from what I can see, people are already doing that. Would you like to share anything about that? Well, so the 4th of July kids games, um, for many years I was doing the behind the scenes stuff mm -hmm. anyway, like ordering the eggs and watermelon. <laughs> and he was the one everybody saw, but I was the one who got the candy that the kids actually mm -hmm. get and that sort of thing. So I was doing that with him um, for 
many, many years. And I always thought, well, when he's done, I'll be done. Mm -hmm. But then when he died, it was just like, we can't let this go. Mm -hmm. So my cousin Elaine has taken over the Donnie role, the front man role, and she just channels her inner Donnie. And it's been really fun these last couple of years to see that still happen. And and the same thing with the Christmas lights mm -hmm. and Lake Superior Day. Um, he loved to micromanage <laughs> and I don't, but we have a lot of local folks who have stepped up to help with Lake Superior Day, with the Christmas lights especially, mm -hmm. and just made it happen like he would have wanted, but not exactly. Mm. <laughs> He spent hours and hours and hours and hours there, and we just can't do that. Mm. But uh, I think I think we've done him right. I think he would be proud of us carrying on the tradition, and I'm happy to do so. Oh, awesome! I would agree. I, yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, beyond that, I would like to extend appreciation for all of your family who has been serving on the Queen for most of their life. It's amazing to see that dedication. So thanks to your family and all the people who join in for a summer here and there to make sure curious visitors can get to the least visited, yet most revisited, National Park in America. And speaking of that, do you have people who return kind of almost every year? We do. We have people that come every year. We have some people that come multiple times every year. Wow. And those people have really become like close family friends. Mm -hmm. We had a man recently he brought us a cake because <laughs> it was his 40th year sailing with us. Um, and yeah, there's just people who we've gotten to know that you recognize their names and their reservations and you know, give them a big hug when they get here and even communicate throughout the winter. So Aww, it's really nice. That is cool. Um, I'm curious. So do you feel dutiful to your role with everything you do in the office there because it's been part of your family? Or does it does I rule have this just huge giant place in your heart where you feel compelled and honored to share it with other people? Um, I would say it's a bit of both. Mm. I've There's many things in my life that I wanted to do or thought I wanted mm. to do when I was going to college and when I was younger, but the only two things in my life that I've consistently always known I wanted was to be a mom and to uh, be part of the Isle Royal Queen. Mm. So uh, I currently have both of those things, you and too. I feel really grateful. And Aww. I going to work even though any job can be tough sometimes and people don't always want to go to work, I don't ever feel like it's a burden. And I, I love doing it. I love talking about Isle Royale. I love sharing Copper Harbor with people and the ferry with people. And I love working with my family. Awesome. That's just awesome. Um, so you have lived in Copper Harbor most or all of your life. While I was born up here, okay. my parents actually met on the ferry. Oh. My mom's family uh, would go to Isle Royale camping every year. They were from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay. So they met as teenagers. Um, and then when I was two, we moved downstate because they bought a business outside of Lansing in Okemos, Michigan. So then we would just come in the summertime. 
And um, wasn't until I graduated from college. I hadn't spent a winter here since I was two. Just was sick of downstate and loved it here and thought, what the heck, go give it a try in the wintertime. And that was 20 years ago. And what'd you think of that first winter? I loved it. I really did. Um, I... I thought it was weird because there wasn't much snow at Christmas and it started snowing on January 1st and I don't think there was a second that it wasn't snowing (laughs) for about a month and so I thought that's how it was here (laughs) but as you know it's always different every winter as far as the snow and the cold and the wind and but I loved it I still love winter it can get long but Mm -hmm. I love cross-country skiing and snowshoeing and it's very beautiful. Awesome. I bet for you, because the boat makes its first run in May, usually, right? Mid-May? Mid-May-ish. It's almost like winter stops, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, the boat is coming back to the harbor for the summer. Does How does that length of time feel to you? I'm just curious. Um. Yeah, it's these weird... Uh, seasons of my life I guess like Mm -hmm. we run until the end of September and then we have a little time off where we're not doing too much but then the reservations start at the beginning of December Mm -hmm. and we work all winter taking reservations and getting the gift shop ready and all the boat ready and all that stuff so there's not a lot of downtime but it's Mm -hmm. mostly done from home and then all of a sudden the queen is back up here and we're ready to go again so it's an interesting cycle. It is. What a life. Your gift shop is way cute, by the way. You got some really cool stuff in there. Thank you very oh, much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so besides some of your winter things, what are some of the other things you like to do up here? Well, I I love hiking. I love berry picking. Um, I have kids, like I said, so they they love to do all that stuff, too. Uh, we get out a lot into the woods, and they love to swim. Mm. I don't love to swim because <laughs> I don't like to be cold. No. <laughs> it's I don't cold like cold water here. very yeah. much. But uh, we spend a lot of time taking them swimming various places because mm. they don't care how cold it is. Um, and also boating as much as we can get out on the water, either in canoe or kayak or a motorboat. Or we have a pedal boat, so that's pretty mm-hmm. fun. Um, just trying to be outside and enjoy nature as much as we can when the weather is good and mm-hmm. I have a lot of really good friends here too so we all try to get together as much as possible us locals and enjoy time together nice that's great um I know you like to listen to podcasts but as a guest this time is there anything you'd like to say to the audience today well, okay, so I've been thinking about it while we were talking, and if I'm going to get serious, I would say that living and working in a tourist town really makes me see that you don't have to agree with somebody to be kind to them, mm. and if I wish a lot more people, even if they didn't agree, would be kind to other mm. people, and I think in the rest of the world, you're not really forced to do that. But in a tourist town, you are. And that's actually a really good thing. Wow. I like that a lot. Um, Is there anything else you'd like to say about Aya Royal or the Queen? I don't think so. But 
come check it out. Come check out Copper Harbor and thank you for doing this. Yeah, thank you so much, Miranda, for all you do for the queen and the community. I'd like to invite our listener to reach out to Copper Harbor Vitality with any questions you might have for Miranda or our past guests or anyone you think would make a great guest. Till next time, go somewhere new and be good to yourself.